Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Wikipedia page for Knife Fight. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I am Victor Vernado, KSN. And I am Rachel Teichman, LMSW. You need to subscribe. Please subscribe, everybody. Don't mind Captain Aggressive over there in the corner. Knife Fight. This is just uh, one of those pages where I'm like, I wonder if they have a page for, and they do. Knife Fight. Let's go. Knife Fight. This article is about fighting with knives. For other uses, see Knife Fight. Disambiguation. A knife fight is a violent physical confrontation between two or more combatants in which one or more participants is armed with a knife. A knife fight is defined by the presence of a knife as a weapon and the violent intent of the combatants to kill or incapacitate each other. The participants may be completely untrained, self-taught, or trained in one or more formal or informal systems of knife fighting. Knife fights may involve the use of any type of knife, though certain knives, termed fighting knives, are purposely designed for such confrontations, the dagger being just one example. See, I've always thought of a dagger as more of a sword than a knife, but I suppose it is a knife. Are all swords knives? And are all knives swords? I would say that one or the other is probably true. Hmm. I think I think it's probably all swords are also knives. Because if knives are edged metal weapons or edged metal uh, pieces that are used by the hand to cut things, then maybe a sword is a knife. 
unless a two-handed sword is not a knife. I don't know, you know? I don't know the rules. Knife sword expert wiki listeners, please let us know. <laughs> yeah. History. Traditional schools. During the long history of a knife as a weapon, many systems or schools of knife fighting have developed around the world. Each is usually distinguished by region and culture of their origin. In past centuries, the repeated invasion and conquest of foreign territories by invading armies frequently resulted in the dissemination and adoption of knives and knife fighting techniques. These were in turn adapted and improved upon through long practice and drills, sometimes over hundreds of years. Way to go, knife fighter people. Skirma di Stiletto Siciliano. I don't know what that is, but I guess we're about to find out. The Italian stiletto, originally a purely offensive weapon used to kill an unsuspecting or wounded adversary, was later embraced throughout Italy as a fighting knife for close combat confrontations. The popularity of the stiletto in the Kingdom of Sicily resulted in the development of the Schema di Stiletto Siciliano, Sicilian school of stiletto fighting. Oh, that's what it is. The stiletto was purely a thrusting or stabbing weapon, and the Skirma di Stiletto Siciliano accordingly taught fighting movements designed to avoid the tip of the opponent's blade, sconso, Techniques characteristic of the Skirma di Stiletto Siciliano include Sabasso, bending to ground, in quarto tagliata, tacking to the left or right, and the balzo, leap to evade the enemy's blade. A person skilled in the use of a stiletto would thrust the knife deep into the victim, then twist the blade sharply in various directions before retracting it, causing the sharp point to inflict severe internal damage not readily apparent when examining the entrance wound. That was graphic. Totally graphic. It's a knife fight. And I'm looking at the photo or the painting called Argument Over a Card Game, where yes. it looks like they're knifing each other due to an argument over a card game. I think that's always the case. People fight over gambling no matter what. Oh, Monopoly players. Andalucia. In Andalusian Spain, the use of the large Navaja folding knife as a fighting knife has been commonly used by the peoples of that region since the 17th century. In that part of Spain, sword and knife fighting techniques, espada y daga, were regularly taught to young men as a necessary skill, often passed down from father to son as a rite of passage to adulthood, and in some cases to daughters as well. In 18th and 19th century Spain, Esgrimas de Navaja, fencing or knife fighting schools could be found in the major cities and throughout Andalucha, particularly in Cordoba, Malaga, and Seville. As time went on, these schools began to depart from teaching traditional sword fighting and fencing techniques in favor of simplified attacks and defenses based largely on the concept of deception, distraction, and counter-strike. Among Navaja aficionados, the gamblers or barateros of Malaga and Seville were cited as the most skilled practitioners of fighting with the Navaja. The firm established knife fighting tradition with the Navaja in Andalusian Spain would later spread to other Spanish-speaking countries and was known as El Legado Andalos, or the Andalusian Legacy. Escrima Criola. The Escrima Criola, Creole fencing method of knife fighting, was popularized by the South American Guacho and his 
large-bladed fason. Deprived of their ability to wear a sword by various edicts, Spanish gentlemen in South America adopted the fason. Together with fighting techniques developed directly from Elgado Andalus, including the use of an item of clothing such as a poncho or cloak to protect the weaponless arm. The fason was later universally adopted by the gaucho in Argentina, Brazil, and Uruguay, and later by men of the rural working class of those countries. Knives similar in style and length to the fason were carried by a wide variety of South American men who were either prohibited from carrying swords or who needed a more convenient, wearable, close combat weapon. In an 1828 account of the capture of Las Damas Argentinas, a pirate schooner carrying a mixed group of Spanish-speaking pirates, the carrying of knives very similar to the fason is mentioned. Amongst these weapons were a large number of long knives, weapons which the Spaniards use very dexterously. They are about the size of a common English carving knife, but for several inches up the blade cut both sides. After the turn of the 19th century, the fason became more of a utility and ceremonial weapon, though it was still used to settle arguments of honor. In these situations, two adversaries would attack with slashing attacks to the face, stopping the fight when one of the participants could no longer see due to bleeding from shallow cuts. <laughs> oh my <Wow>. god. That's <laughs> uh, pretty serious. Arnis, also referred to as Excurma and Kali, is an indigenous Philippine martial art involving the use of sticks, knives, and other bladed weapons. Like most other knife-fighting traditions, eskerma is learned by constant practice, using sparring encounters between two or more opponents in order to hone a practitioner's physical skills and mental concentration. This martial art flourished for hundreds of years as part of a society with a blade culture, and the system's already impressive indigenous techniques were later directly influenced by Spanish and Andalusian fencing and knife-fighting systems with introduction of the angles of attack and the use of espada y daga. The word escurma is a Philippinization of the Spanish word esgrima, meaning a fighting or fencing school. Modern Techniques Modern tactics for knife combat were developed by two British members of the Shanghai Municipal Police of the International Settlement in the 1920s. At the time, the Shanghai streets were rife with criminal activity, exacerbated by the political tensions of the time and the breakdown of social order in much of the country. I love the word exacerbate. Well, congratulations. You got to say the word exacerbate. Thank you. You're welcome. Captain William E. Fairbairn and Sergeant Eric A. Sykes developed knife fighting skills and defenses, which they began teaching to both police recruits and members of the British Army, Royal Marine, and U.S. Marine units then stationed in Shanghai. Fairbairn reportedly engaged in hundreds of street fights in his 20-year career in Shanghai, where he organized and headed a special anti-riot squad, much of his body, arms, legs, torso, and even the palms of his hands were covered with scars from knife wounds from those fights. During World War II, Fairbairn and Skies continued to refine their knife-fighting techniques for military and paramilitary forces, teaching British commandos, 
Special Operations Executive SOE personnel, selected American and foreign soldiers and covert espionage personnel, including members of the American Office of Strategic Services, OSS, and U.S.-UK Combined Operation Jedberg teams. Their experience in training both soldiers and civilians in quick-kill knife-fighting techniques eventually led to the development of a specialized fighting dagger suited for both covert elimination of enemy sentinels and close combat knife fighting. The Fairbairn Skies Fighting Knife, a landmark weapon of its type. And there's a diagram of it. It's amazing. The knife was designed exclusively for surprise attack and fighting with a slender blade that can easily penetrate a ribcage. The vase handle grants precise grip and the blade's design is especially suited to its use as a fighting knife. Fairbairn's rationale is in his book, Get Tough, 1942. Quote, In close quarters fighting, there is no more deadly weapon than the knife. In choosing a knife, there are two important factors to bear in mind, balance and keenness. The hilt should fit easily in your hands and the blade should not be so heavy that it tends to drag the hilt from your fingers and lose grip. It is essential that the blade have a sharp stabbing point and good cutting edges because an artery torn through as against a clean cut tends to contract and stop the bleeding. If a main artery is cleanly severed, the wounded man will quickly lose consciousness and die. What kind of accent was that? That's a guy who teaches you self-defense. Yeah, so you're walking down the street. Someone's about to attack you. What do you do? First of all, in close quarters fighting, there is no more deadly weapon than the knife. (laughs) You sound like the grandparents of all the kids I went to school with. Really? Were they tough as nails? Well, they were New Jersey Italians. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they were tough as nails. The length of the blade was chosen to give several inches of blade to penetrate the body after passing through the 3-inch, 7.6 centimeter of the thickest clothing that was anticipated to be worn in the war, namely that of Soviet greatcoats. Later production runs of the FS fighting knife have a blade length that is about 7.5 inches, 19 centimeters. In all cases, the handle had a distinctive foil-like grip to enable a number of handling options. Many variations on the FS fighting knife exist in regards to size of blade and particularly of handle. The design has influenced the design of knives throughout the many decades since its introduction. Basic knife fighting techniques. Oh boy. There are several ways a knife can be held for offensive or defensive use. The two most common are the forward and reverse grips. Each grip has advantages and disadvantages. Holding the knife in one of the forward grips allows for more finesse and a longer reach, while a reverse grip allows for more power. The reverse grip is regarded as more difficult to master in knife-on-knife combat, as it may require additional skills in footwork and rapid defensive body movements to offset the increased danger of moving closer to one's opponent and the reach of their blade. Forward grips. The following are variations of the forward grip. Oh man, yay! A list. Hammer grip. The hand is wrapped around the knife handle with the thumb on top of the fist as if gripping a hammer. Saber grip. 
the hand is wrapped around the knife handle while the thumb is placed on the top of either the handle or the spine of the blade. Modified saber grip, as before, but with the thumb wedged against the flat dimension of the blade. Palm grip. The knife handle lies diagonally across the outstretched palm while the thumb is pressed flat against either the forward end of the handle or optionally the blade's ricasso. A ricasso is an unsharpened length of blade just above the guard or handle of a knife. I guess if you're going to hold it in your hand, you'll need you need that. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Filipino grip. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that's not. I mean, who knows? It's it's just like, I mean, I, I'm, it's not any different than somebody saying I'm a uh, an Italian grip, which you've been saying a lot already. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Filipino grip, same as the hammer grip, except that the thumb is placed alongside the spine, either floating above or in contact with it. The grip is based on Filipino martial arts concepts. Forward grip, edge up. Similar to a saber grip, but with the knife handle rotated along the axis of the forearm, so the edge is facing upwards. Reverse grips. The following are variations of the reverse grip. Gash V attack, aka reverse grip edge out, or RGEO, where the hand is wrapped around the handle with the blade end next to the little finger opposite side of the hand from the thumb, with edge facing outward towards the opponent. Ice pick grip. <laughs> I can guess what this is. Ice pick grip, a.k.a. the packle grip. The knife is held in a hammer grip, but with blade reversed. This grip is usually used in concert with an overhand and downward thrusting or stabbing stroke. While the ice pick grip is frequently employed by untrained knife users, especially persons of lesser strength in an attempt to increase thrusting force, it may also be used by a skilled knife fighter as part of a sophisticated system that includes footwork and body movements, including parrying and deception defense. The major risk with this grip is that the blade is facing the user and could potentially fold back into the user's body. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But that's like that's like uh, Jason Voorhees' favorite grip when he has a knife instead of a machete. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just one of his his favorite grip, and also Michael Myers is his favorite grip as well. That's interesting. The ice pick grip. Huh. My favorite grip is the one where I'm not murdering people. This has been the Wikipedia page for knife fight. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to subscribe. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, please let us know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.